You're listening to the Me, My Bag and I Ostomy podcast. Today, we're talking about supporting someone living with a stoma. Kate is the wife of Ian, who is living with an ileostomy. Ian had a surgery after diagnosis for colon cancer. Joining Kate and Ian is his stoma care nurse, Marae. Here, they share their experience of overcoming a life-changing operation together. I would say to those who are married or partners to someone who is going to have a stoma is that from my point of view you don't even think about what it's going to have an effect on their on your life because your main concern is their life. How long have I known you both now? Well Ian was diagnosed in 2008 so it is... 11 years? 11 years. 11 years. <gasps> 11 years you've been in our life. Right? 11 years. Oh no, that makes people so old now. <laughs> <laughs> and where would we be without you? <laughs> so do you remember what it was like at the beginning when you first, when you first met me? Yeah, I just booked in for my ultra-low anterior resection. And you're obviously a little bit nervous at the time. And you breezed into the room with your magic marker. As I would. And said, here we go. Right, I'm your stoma community nurse, and I'm going to look after you. I'm going to tell the surgeon what to do. That's, uh, <laughs> and where to put your stoma. And so I lifted my gown up, and you put a big black X on me. And that was our first introduction. It was. Yeah. It was indeed. Was... And did I meet you afterwards, Kate? I didn't you meet did. you before, did I? No, no, I met you afterwards. And the overwhelming impression was that this girl knows what she's doing and she's just what we need. <laughs> Again, you're making you me was, feel old, Kate. No, Please don't do that. Please don't do that. You were so um, very black and white about everything. You put everything into perspective. You made it seem like um, quite simple, actually, that it was nothing to worry about. And your support has always been incredible oh, for both of us thank you not but just for those, Ian in those early days it really is important I know when you're in hospital it feels like such an unknown having yeah. a stoma and you don't really know quite what to expect when you get home so I think the whole point of us particularly when we see patients in hospital is we try and give you the skills of how to manage the stoma and the actual the care is in, required but actually when you go home it's not just about the physical management it's the psychological management yeah. and that doesn't happen overnight it takes time to actually learn how to manage it and how to adapt to it really and um, some people need slightly longer and others need less it really does vary and you know I think that's that the point of us being there to support patients particularly when they go home is that we're able then to support you both psychologically as well as from a physical aspect as well of changing the appliance. I think also that the surgeons are sort of very good, but they're very focused on surgery and they're not talking about you in a holistic manner, which is much more your role. Yeah. And they don't talk about the day-to-day -day stuff because as far as they're concerned, once they've done their knife butchery, yeah. sewing up, their that's it, over. you're, and, you're and that, gone. That's exactly right. That's exactly what they would do. They cut their bits and they stitch together and the rest of it is down to us to Absolutely. To, uh, to support you in, in managing it. And I think that, you know, I've been a stoma nurse a long time and it, it really does just take people at different times to actually adjust to everything. And I think we spend a lot of our time looking at you because you're the patient, but I think we try not to forget that you're also involved and you're also trying to manage 
this new situation yeah. and adapting to it. And I don't know, I can't remember now, it's such a long time ago, but how did, you, how did you feel about all of that when he'd had the stoma and then came home with it? Well, I think I was sort of getting a little bit better with dealing with the whole situation by then because the initial diagnosis was the really shocking bit mm. and the really frightening thing because you're so frightened, you just don't know what's going to happen. So by the time that Ian had got his stoma he'd had the chemo and the radiotherapy so we were a little bit further down the journey so um, I, I felt that I'd begun to accept it and learnt how to deal with it a bit better but again you don't know what to expect it's amazing how quickly you do get used to seeing your husband or your wife or your partner with a stoma you just mm. don't see it after a while you just you get so it, used to it it becomes part of them doesn't it does it? totally so it was never a problem with me um with you know coping with ian with the stoma in fact it was more difficult for me to deal with ian's problems without the stoma because we had issues with um, control and not being able to go out of the house or in the car. or So yeah. in a way, we kind of got our lives back because the stoma was there and it was a lot more manageable for Ian, mm. which meant that that made our lives better mm. because we would be able to have a bit of normality back. Yeah, I think that's the thing. How did you find when you started to get out and about and having the bag and having to uh, adapt to you know, life with a stoma, really? Initially, it's a big, you know, because people don't talk about the stoma. People talk about the cancer. Yeah. And it's all about the chemotherapy, the radiotherapy, and the removal of the offending cancer, rather than the longer-term issues, which, of course, having a stoma... Now, and you tend not to think about them, strangely. You tend to think about... You almost know it's going to happen, but nobody until you discuss those issues at all. Or the simple management issues like having a leak or what to do. or Because there is the sort of psychological thing, you you sort of, you don't like it really, because it's dirty, isn't it? It's, mm. um, but it's not, and it's just an adjustment in the way you view the world really, and just a change in your lifestyle. That's, um, and that's... Uh, what has, it's it, been. has it stopped you from doing anything? Yeah, I mean, I was a very clean, keen off-road motorcyclist and used to do rallies and things like that. Um, I'm physically not up to throwing the 400-pound motorbike around anymore um, and don't have the energy. I, I still have the bike and um, fiddle with it from time to time. Hopefully we'll get it back on the road at one stage. Um, in fact, it's away at the moment, um, being repaired. But, you know, I'm never going to go back to um, Isle of Man rallies with a 400-pound motorbike because the risk having a hernia and a stoma would be too great to rupture or mm. something. So, yes, life does change and you have to adjust your lifestyle to your new reality, I guess. Um, but, you know, that's not a negative statement. It's just... That's how it is. It's just the next stage, isn't it, it in is. the journey, really. I think that's the thing. A lot of patients will say, oh, I can't do this. Um, that's what I used to do. But actually, they will then say, but actually, it's okay. It's not a problem. There's other things that we do now, which, you know, is just as enjoyable and enriched life, but 
they just can't always do the, some of the things that they did previously to that. Yeah, yeah and I think it's important for in Ian's case to say that the stoma is not the thing that's stopping him from doing things, mm -hmm. that his general condition, because he was so ill, and the cancer was quite advanced, and because of the other problems that he's had with um, septicemia and the osteomyelitis and these things, these are the things that have made his health more difficult, um, rather than because he's having to deal with the stoma. Mm. I, I get... think that would be fair, wouldn't yeah. you, Ian? That, mm. uh, that's... Yeah, I think... The one thing that people don't understand, because I tend to look well, apparently. <laughs> you do. Even the guy in intensive care, I said, how did you end up here? He said, you look too well. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but I think the problem is, is that um, people don't understand fatigue. They equate fatigue to tiredness, and it's not the same thing at all. Yeah. You know, I can be jogging along quite happily, and then all of a sudden I'm just wiped out. And um, unless people have experienced that, they don't really understand it. That's, um, I think people that have experienced a lot of chemotherapy and things would, would understand it better. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't wish it on anybody. So if you said we could resolve one thing about your medical condition at the moment, like would it be having a stoma? It would be getting rid of the fatigue without a shadow of a doubt because that is the overriding thing. That because actually you with. manage the stoma and the appliances really well. That doesn't prevent you from doing things. It's the fatigue that does, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That really does. I know it has a huge impact in, in your day-to-day -day activities. Yeah. 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 So, and also I think the, um, the, the stoma issue, you know, the hernia is almost more, more problem with um, than the, the stoma itself. Um, up until I got this large hernia, life was much easier. Um, but, um, you know, that, that may be the thing that might persuade me to have further surgery, but I wouldn't do it on the basis of just the, no, the and stoma. We've already talked about before, when you develop a hernia, and it is a, it is a risk of when you have a stoma formation, mm. um, the bigger the hernia that gets, the more implications it can have. So a lot of patients will mm. get backache, they will find that their activity level is reduced slightly because of the size, the swelling around the stoma. Mm. And so, yes, you can wear support belts and support garments, but it it doesn't actually stop it from mm. from actually mm. developing. It, mm. What happens is that you just have to slightly adjust to having a, a hernia with that. Um, and, yes, I think a lot of patients do think about if a reversible, is possible that it that it could be an issue because unfortunately with a parastoma hernia it's not going to get better it will mm. just slowly probably uh, increase but mm. you wear the support belts regularly I know you do um, and we check you regularly as well to make mm. sure that um, it's not compromised at all from the stomach yeah. point of view. So we talked about um, soft convexity and why you need to have that and unfortunately not everybody has a well spouted stoma and so for patients that don't have a well-spouted stoma, they have to have what we call soft convexity. And so I think when you're looking at products, there's always lots of products that are with the flat bags, but not always with soft convex. Mm. So it's great that sorts have brought out the confidence be in soft convexity now. Hardly any patients now talk about ballooning, mm. um, where that's where that bag blows up. I think mm. you had occasionally you had that problem as yeah. well. Yeah. So that works much better this time. So you don't seem to have that air in the bag because the filter is actually bi-directional so it works both ways it lets the air out but also puts a bit of air in the bag mm -hmm. so 
um, all the stalls can drop down. So oh. that works really good. It's got these anti-sag features at the side. So when the bag fills, it actually keeps its shape. That's right. It was so obvious because you have this sort of pouch of contents. Mm. And particularly if it was a, a, the beige bag, it was, it was obvious. Uh, and with, with this, it's just much better shape. It's much more discreet. And I think the security at night as well, you know, there's less leaks, worry about leaking. And, and that is, is much the most better. important thing, isn't it? It really is, because quality of sleep is so important um, for people with stomas, obviously, mm. uh, particularly for Ian because he gets very tired. Um, and if your sleep is disturbed because you're having to get up because you're worried about your bag leaking or you're having to empty the bag, so... Be so much better to have that confidence so you have better quality sleep and then you feel better the next day. Yeah, We've had really, really good feedback from patients and from nurses. Um, there's so many different features on it that have actually worked from the filter, from the fact that it's got different colours, the material, the adhesive, so yeah, mm. it, and the outlet as well because it, it really has worked for so many patients. So it's so good that you've had a really good response from it. Really mm. good. Brilliant. And I wouldn't be here to do this if it wasn't for you. Absolutely. You say such nice things about me. Yeah. Yeah. No, so true. Your support has been absolutely incredible to both of us. Yeah. And we really couldn't have done this journey and continue to carry on with this journey without you. And that is absolutely true. Because, I think you've made my job easy, actually, because you've you? been so good, Kate. You, you, you are very lucky to have two wonderful women here that are willing yeah. to support you. <laughs> But Kate, you are just so good with him and, you know, you've been, it is hard, I think, trying to adjust to having, you know, a partner with a stoma. And as I said, most of our focus has been the nurses with the patient, but you, you really have adjusted and supported Ian so well. And hopefully that I've supported you as well and oh, you have, given you information when you've needed it. But you really have, you know, just got the information and move forward with it. So I think a lot of it is also the fact that you've done so well with, you well, know, adjusting. Well, we've been a good team, we I think. Been a good right. team. And yeah. the time when Ian was so seriously ill in hospital, if you remember when he had the reversal and yes. he became so ill and, and he was severely dehydrated and we didn't realise it at the time. And I phoned him every morning at the hospital and Ian would always talk to me and knew there was something wrong because the nurse said, oh, he doesn't want to talk to you. And I thought, even if Ill Ian is desperately ill, he would always speak to me. And I phoned you and said, Marae, I know there's something wrong. And you said, I'm near the hospital, I'm going in now. And you went in and you saw him and you were on the phone straight away, Kate, you need to get here now. And so... I you, know, I know, I know. It's massive, I know. you have to say. Really well, I think it's teamwork, support. isn't it? That, yeah. that, the whole point of our relationship together yeah. as a professional and, you know, with you being the patient and, you know, his wife is that we support each other and I, I hopefully... It's a team effort. It is a team effort, yeah, that's absolutely. right. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to um, somebody who was facing having a, a stoma? How how would you say they they should look at it, or, or I would say what advice would you give them? The thought of it isn't very pleasant. Obviously, it's not something that you sort of woke up and decided to do independently. Um, the reality is, um, I've met some people that have begged for stomas because they have Crohn's disease, um, and they've been unable to have them. 
Uh, what I would say is it gives you control of your life and look at it as a positive, mm. not as a negative. You know, you can look at everything as a negative if you wish, and you know, you can drag yourself down. It allows you to control yourself, gives you peace of mind and security, and allows you to live your life. What about That's... you, Kate? What would you say? I would say to those who are married or partners to someone who is going to have a stoma is that from my point of view you don't even think about what it's going to have an effect on their on your life because your main concern is their life mm. so for those people that are married or have got partners and are about to have a stoma don't ever worry about what the other person's going to think about because if they love you they will not even notice it's there because they just want you to be alive and well and coping with life so don't worry about it if you think you're going to have to have a stem of what others think because everybody adjusts if they love you and they care about you. And, and it's just never been an issue for me at all. Uh, you know, the, the issue for me is whether Ian is well yeah. and he's able to live his life and we can live a life as a couple as much as we possibly can. So as far as I was concerned, the stoma was great because it gave Ian his life back to a certain extent, it meant that we could get out more and do more things together, whereas before, he was virtually housebound. I mean, he wouldn't have drifted far from a lavatory, so that was the truth of it. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, it's a positive thing. If you need one for your health, then go with it with an open mind. Get yourself a good it. community stoma nurse. Absolutely <laughs> right. And get a nurse like you, Murray. And um, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> um, We're very lucky that we got you. <laughs> you really do just develop a relationship together. So yeah. I get to know not just you, the patient, but I also get to know you as well. So yes. yeah, yeah, it's a very unique relationship. It really being is. A community stoma Critical nurse. to my well-being. Huge thanks to Ian and his wife Kate and their stoma care nurse Marae for sharing their inspirational story today. Thanks for downloading the free Me, My Bag and I podcast from Salts Healthcare. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button and the next podcast will come straight to your device. We care what you think, so it'd be great to hear your thoughts. Please leave a review on iTunes.